0: All right, Welcome back to the Mindworks Podcast with Dre and Kev. Welcome Today back. we have a special guest. Her name is Stiz. Uh, what Stiz, up guys? What's good? What's good? Stiz, do you want to introduce yourself? I know Stiz is a personal trainer. Um... Yeah, you want, you could introduce yourself.
1: Sure, thank you for having me. My name is Stiz Santos. I'm a certified personal trainer, athlete all my life. I'm a fellow New Yorker, and I'm just so honored to be here. Season two, let's get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> New York, New York. season two. All right, so today, you know, the reason why I wanted to get you on the show today, Stiz, is because I know that you are a personal trainer, and I kind of wanted just to get your input on some interesting Ideas and facts about stuff, but I just want to start off, you know, like I wanted to ask you, like, do you work with individuals that are in therapy or or, you know, like working on themselves in that way?
1: Uh, Yeah. So a couple of my clients, they do. Uh, they are on like prescriptions for anxiety and depression and do go to therapy. Um, but they do know that the first step is getting healthier, being active. That's what the doctor always prescribes us, right? So, mm-hmm. and then they come to me and yeah, they feel amazing after their workout.
0: Nice, nice. So, basically, when you do work with individuals that are like, you know, I guess taking medication, like Do you have, like, long-term clients that you work with? Like, I guess, like, what's, like, the longest client that you've had that you've worked with for a while, and what were the changes that you saw within that person?
1: So I'd say a little uh, under a year, so not that long, unfortunately, but I'm really excited to see their progress and their growth. Um, But wait, what was the question?
0: (laughs) Well, basically, like, do you notice any changes within their moods? Like, I guess, like, I guess, psychological changes, like, within these individuals that you work with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we kind of touched on this before we start recording. Like, literally, sometimes these sessions be them mostly talking instead <laughs> of us exercising, which is fine with me. I love it. I love the relationship and how transparent they are. I think that's very key in having a long term trainer for you. You gotta, you gotta mesh with them, right? And um, so, one of them in particular. I don't know she always just like quits like halfway and I'm just so adamant about like this is your goal you came to me for a reason and you know I'm not gonna let you here to quit like you can you can go the door is right there but like just know you're quitting on yourself and when you get home you're only gonna feel worse Mm -hmm. and you know it's just like half an hour more just with me This is all you, you know,
0: when you say quit halfway, do you mean like quit halfway through the actual workout or quit halfway through the whole fitness journey?
1: Oh, good question. No, through the workout. Mm. So even if that little bump of just leaving halfway of the workout, like think about the grand scheme of it. Right. She's she's just quitting on herself, period. So, yeah.
2: Oh, sorry. I'm curious about your demographic, like what age group sex nationality whatever
1: so when i first started i started uh with herbalife and hosting like fit camps yeah i got these little presents for them the protein (laughs) shake to go and the protein bars and so it usually were like women 20s to 30s trying to build their booty and trying to get in shape but now (laughs) (laughs)
0: i'm doing the service for the public
2: (laughs)
1: but but, um now it's you know I've been in the I've been a trainer for three years now um so obviously that demographic has expanded I do help with you know special cases um older people so yeah
0: nice so basically I guess the demographics has changed you work with like older people now and I guess uh you were working I guess in the beginning with Younger women trying to build those booties. like How would you help women build their booties? Like, how, how does that work? Like, what, what exercises do you? Ing- Good questions
1: them? to the ladies out there listening. Definitely eating your protein. drinking adequate amounts of water because our muscles are mostly made out of water. So you want to retain it. You want to feed it. Um, and also a lot of heavy lifting. And so that's why PT is necessary because you need to know the forms without getting injured. Right.
0: That's interesting cause like, you know, when I first started working out, yeah, like I had like a really small booty actually. <laughs> <laughs> like I had like no booty to be honest with you actually. And then when I started working out and I started doing like squats and deadlifts and stuff like that, like heavy lifting. Yeah. That shit has transformed. Yeah, for that's real. <laughs> <laughs> shit, I mean, it's just a, it's the truth. Like it, it really has changed. And I think like I, I really do believe though, when if you're trying to like build like a bigger like frame, heavy lifting is an important thing, just in general, not just with like leg day and stuff like that or glutes, but also like chest and biceps and things like that. I think that's why like I guess more men tend to typically like engage in heavier lifting as opposed to women to some extent. I mean, it depends on the goals, but I think like typically more men want to like gain size. than
1: Yes. Literally, I feel like women are scared because they feel like they're going to look like these female bodybuilders. But those women take steroids, period. Mm. You cannot be in one of those shows and not do it unless you're in the natty. Uh, business but even so they might be like off cycle who knows you know Mm. but you can't achieve half these like physiques without something like that i see so it all depends on your uh, nutrition you know if you're gonna be eating a calorie um surplus you're gonna get bigger but if you keep it and maintain it calorie um deficit you're gonna be a small frame Mm.
2: is there a difference in how you train women and how you train men
1: Good question. Um, <laughs> depends on what their goal is really. So um, but like what he said is about like the guys mostly want like a bigger chest. Mm-hmm. But wait, where are we going with
0: this? <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> you're not, now you're scared? <laughs> you're scared.
2: You're sitting oh between God. two counselors, you know, we <laughs> kind of creep into the question. Yeah, but. we're kind of, we're
0: going to deeply psychoanalyze oh, you and try I to figure you I got both out. of you guys on the side of
1: me, like.
0: Yeah, yeah, two oh, counselors. Okay. I wonder what that feels like for you to be sitting between two therapists.
1: You hey, know? this is a session for free.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, but, like, I guess, like, um, yeah, so what so typically you recognize that more men want to, like, get a bigger, like, I guess, upper frame and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And typically, um, I guess that's what you're noticing, I guess, depending on the person's goals as well, I guess.
1: Yeah, they usually want, mm-hmm. like, to gain lean muscle. Women usually want to shred the fat, you know, mm-hmm. so.
0: OK, so there's, there's some differences there. Um, what else was there? What other questions are there? Um like she still didn't answer that question, but we're going to yeah. let that one slide. <laughs> she didn't yeah. answer that question. She didn't want to answer the question. Well, it's all good. It's all we'll good. We'll come go back to it.
2: that. Um, How about motivation? Mm. How do you get clients motivated, A, and also, B, how do you sustain that motivation? Because I'm sure when they first come to you, they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. But like you said before, sometimes they want to quit and stuff. What's your thoughts on motivation?
1: Yeah, I think it has to do, in my opinion, like, accountability and always be um communicating with them and like i said the personalities have to mesh you know um people don't buy pt sessions they buy the coach you know so mm. i can't i can't imagine somebody sustaining like uh, a year of training with somebody they just don't like so it really just depends you know how you treat them if you listen to them and yeah if you get along
0: one interesting thing that you said was like the personality do you mean like the personality of both the personal trainer and the client? Like how it meshes?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um so actually, do you did you guys ever hear of that like four types of personality, the DISC?
0: Like a circumplex or Like a disc of personality.
1: It's called D I S C and those are abbreviations of like the types of personalities of there and uh uh, out there. Mm -hmm. And obviously you can be like two of them or one of them, but like Mm -hmm. D is for like dominant, I is for influential. influential. Yeah, but you know, there's a tons of there's tons of like personalities tests like this. And so I am more like an influential and secure person. So I'm in my like little space, but I am like influential. Mm -hmm. But For me, I feel like I don't get too, like, I don't get along with people that are like more dominating and domineering and aggressive. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I've definitely come across clients like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just gotta learn to work around it or, you know, fortunately i'm in my own business so i can can, like i don't have to work with them
0: okay yeah because like it's interesting that you mentioned the personality thing because like my knowledge of personality is like based more like on like the big five personality traits like what's that like openness conscientiousness extroversion agreeableness and neuroticism what yeah it's like it's like a whole big five i usually use the acronym ocean to remember the big five personality traits which is like yeah openness conscientiousness extroversion wait I, what
1: is eroticism why no no nero- oh yeah
0: <laughs> eroticism oh you thought i said erotic oh yeah. mm, see where I your mind that is at too, when i guess first I heard neuroticism.
2: <laughs> like eroticism
0: neuroticism I, yeah. Neur- neurotic neuroticism means like it's like uh, uh, based on a person's personality it's based on like how uh anxious they can be or more prone to depression so people who are um, more highly rated in neuroticism not eroticism could have come off as more like anxious or prone to depression and things like that. Yeah, it that's might be me. like overthinkers. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little neurotic myself. I think yeah. we all have a little bit of that within ourselves. But I guess like when it comes to working with the clients, I think like clients, I guess, that you work with probably come from like a background of more like conscientious personality type, I guess, because when you're more conscientious, that's something important as like your personality. Like you're more concerned about your health, your well-being, what you do, you know what I mean? Like your behaviors kind of manifest from your conscientious personality type. And I think people who are high in that worry about their health and, and well-being and can be particular to some extent. But I don't know if you noticed that when some of the clients you work with as a personal trainer, like if they're conscientious as individuals. I mean, I think like the idea of personality could go into your field very well. Like being a personal trainer, I think you're working with people on a very close level. So understanding personality could probably help you uh with their levels of motivation as well like understanding that their personality
1: yeah and in the disc there's s for like security or something like that and it's people who are very uh particular about the numbers so some that's something i like to emphasize is the results like hey you could lose this much and look you did Mm. this amount of numbers like they want to see that like Mm. specifically so yeah Totally. DISC, wh-
0: where did you learn about the disc personality stuff? Equinox. With- Equinox. Oh. oh, so Equinox okay. developed like their own type no, of. Like no, no, bonus. no, it's They. Based on-
1: it's based on some research yeah, oh, somewhere okay. outside. Because
0: to be honest with you, this is the first time hearing about the disc personality stuff. I never really heard about it. I
1: too. mean, I heard of the 42 personalities too. Have you heard there's of it? There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot, yeah.
0: right? Yeah, there's a, there's a few of them. Like, I guess, like, more so. I don't know. I think I'm. So know. I have a question
2: about results as well. Like, are there times where maybe you don't see, like, physical results but you see like mental health results where they're just overall feeling better with the pt but you know they're still skinny or still have no booty, <laughs> <laughs> We're on the
1: booty. i'm telling you booty rules the world <laughs> the but anyway so hop on my plan and so anyway um so, you know, what's funny is that I actually did my research and there's a new research that came out. It's called the hope molecule that they found in us. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that when we do exercise, uh, our muscles release these uh chemicals that actually make us feel less anxious and depressed so it's just like you know that term uh the runner's high it is actually literally true and so people just think like you know you just get happy but it's actually our muscles and this is new research mm-hmm. that actually give off these chemicals instead of like what do these chemicals come out of actually i think like chemical producing glands hormones uh,
2: sure like yeah. serotonin dopamine yeah, yeah. so yeah. this is like different but
0: transmitters hormones yeah stuff enzymes all that stuff
1: so yeah there you have it i mean it's literally written in you you had the cure For any ailments inside you the universe is you Mm. you just gotta do it you know and so as to what you were saying uh results yeah people expect results in like a month like no you need to have a full year of consistency and so yeah they're not gonna see the results like right away but do they feel great instantly yeah hell yeah after that one hour
0: yeah no you definitely with the whole like month thing that is something that i think a lot of people like you know can't really get an understanding of and it's hard because sometimes when I work with clients that are trying to like go on their fitness journeys and it's been like a month and they're like, I don't see any progress. I'm like, well, it's just been a month, you know, right. for me, even myself, it took me like a year to actually get like actual gained results. Like
1: too, a year.
0: Yeah. It took like about a year for me to see like that booty, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: booty, 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 so booty, do,
0: do you see
2: that different types of people, maybe not personality, but like body types have different results um because i'm i'm a pretty like slender i think i have like a swimmers built and i can gain and lose weight really quick and some folks are not that fortunate mm-hmm. do you see like a difference in that in the field
1: yeah of course um you know ladies with the pcos and stuff like that, that yeah pcos
0: um, is like the yeah
1: Polycystic ovary syndrome.
0: Yeah polycystic ovaries.
1: And basically um, it's just hard for them to gain uh, to lose weight mm-hmm. and um, but it's just like what every doctor sub, uh, prescribes is you know, mind your nutrition, your portions, your calories and exercise.
0: Have you ever worked with someone that has like thyroid issues like hypothyroidism? Or do they tell you about their like personal health issues? Is That's something that yeah. you guys at Equinox kind of like assess? Before
1: uh, i working. don't just work at eukonox okay. i do my own business but yeah i mean that is something we always ask about your medical history Same in the concerns yeah because Same. we want to know you know yeah. we want to know how to address or how to overcome certain things so and i think that's
0: great because it's like kind of like you're taking like a very holistic approach you're not just focused in on like in the field of mental health it's not just about the psych it's also about like the physical and the you know the physiological and all that stuff so i think it's a better approach even as a personal trainer, I think that's important to understand with your clients because that can affect the mood. I think someone who suffers from like hypothyroidism might like have more fatigue throughout the day and it might tire, their exercise might tire them out a little bit more, you know? So that's something to consider.
1: Yeah. I always go at the client's pace, but like trying to kick it up a notch mm-hmm. point two, you know?
0: So like when you push people,
1: I do say that I say, go to failure. Cause number one, that's how you build muscle. Yeah. Plus two. Mm-hmm.
0: So wait, point point uh, no, I was gonna say, like when you push people, like um, you know, because I feel like nowadays culture is kind of very sensitive. And um This is a segue. <laughs> <it's> a segue. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. So, men, know, don't like, PCOS, right? oh. so men don't get PCOS, wait, oh. True, right? Oh men don't get PCOS. Oh wait, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Men don't
0: get PCOS, Do they? Dude, oh. Wait, what is
1: our definition?
0: Of a, of a nah. man? Of Basically, a, man. a biological PCOS. male is somebody that's born with a penis and has the anatomy, the sexual anatomy of a man. And uh, the definition of a, of a woman is a biological female who has the sexual anatomy of a female. So I I mean like what how am I supposed to scientifically describe? I mean we're on the basis of science, right? I mean we're talking about PCOS, we're talking about you know certain disorders that women might have. I think but I think both men and women can suffer from hypothyroidism and stuff like that. But I think the hypothyroidism Mm. definitely affects women differently than it does men, right? To some degree, I mean because of the whole anatomy of each person's body. But yeah, segueing into that. So
1: there is a male version of PCOS, PCOS like. Symptoms,
0: oh. but um, people has like symptoms, but not actual. They don't have ovaries, so you can't
1: exactly right.
0: So maybe it's just so. What would that be called? Just like a, a depression or something. Depression. <laughs> maybe we got other
2: things to worry about, like prostate and stuff. Yeah, we have men. our
0: prostate to worry about, testicular yeah. cancer, yeah. things like that. We don't get ovarian cancer because we are men and stuff. So I mean, we don't have ovaries, but I mean, I, I'm just, going back to the whole segueing into mm-hmm. like the pushiness, right? I mean. Yeah. I don't know, because now we're getting into, like, the idea of all this inclusivity stuff, right? Okay. So when you want to, like, be inclusive to a client, does that mean, like, you got to, like, be inclusive to how much they can actually lift as well? Like, do you have to, like, be, like, not pushing them because they might, like, you know, what, mm-hmm. does that make sense at all? Like, Question.
1: One of these pet peeves I see on Instagram out there is when, like, trainers load up with weight. To a client, in my opinion, is not ready yet, meaning their form is out of whack, you know, and just, like, they need work before that. And so, yeah, I go, like I said, at the client's pace. And I also, like, assess, you know, their deficiencies, their mobility. So I work and address that first, you know, before putting on load. Yep. So before you build that booty, stretch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got to stretch before you build that booty. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So I guess you are kind of, like, using, like, some sort of, like, I guess— inclusive inclusive mechanism and in like I guess understanding your clients more or something. Am I? Like I don't know. <laughs> I, I I mean, okay, so um segueing into that topic, right, I guess like now let's get to the juicy fun stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. All right. So you know, there's been a hot debate in the field of like fitness and athleticism and now mm. that I have a personal trainer here basically able to explain it better than me probably because, you know, I'm just a mental health counselor. I'm not always in the gym working out with people and stuff. But like when it comes to sports, right? Like, I mean, do you feel like, you know, there's been a whole debate on transgender women um, competing in female athletic sports, right? Right.
1: Yeah.
0: I guess as, as a personal trainer, what is like your take on that? Like, what is your opinion about that?
1: So, other than being a PT, you know, I was an athlete all my life, swimming, yeah, mm-hmm. doing handball, NYC oh street God. handball. I love
0: handball. Oh Elliot, yeah. Yeah. you New, New York. <laughs> 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 got to get a game going.
2: <laughs> She's mad New York. Handball, yeah. like,
1: I'm dead. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Queens. And Queens? so, yeah, Queens, Queens all my them. life. Yeah. yeah, same here. Cool. And uh, so Kevin's Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so basically, you know, I, me personally, uh, it wasn't around when I was growing up. This is fairly new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did come up with this study, right. That I showed you from the British journal. Yeah. S- and this is them saying this. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are the results in the summary that the 50. 15 to 31% athletic advantage that trans women displayed over their female counterparts. Uh, prior to starting gender affirming hormones declines with feminizing therapy. However, trans women still had a 9% faster mean run speed after the one year period of testosterone suppression that is recommended by world athletics for inclusion in women's events. Mm -hmm. My thing is that.
0: So you said 15 to 30%, uh, I guess... Advantage. 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 So, 30% 30 advantage. I mean, I can only imagine what it must feel like as, like, a woman competing in a sport that you've trained your whole life for. And all of a sudden, you have, like, this trans woman coming in and taking the shine and winning the trophy. Like, how does that make, like, a a woman feel, really, you know?
1: I mean... I don't really know who coined them as women because I always thought it was trans women and it was a separate league or category of its own. Mm -hmm. I don't know when that started to transition like that. Um, But I do know biologically men do have longer limbs, longer wingspan legs arms you know so that could definitely be um an advantage especially in the sports realm you know
0: and that's true because like you know just scientifically speaking estrogen is a hormone that actually like like to some degree prevents growth Mm. that's why women statistically tend to be like shorter or smaller than men typically so like you know estrogen is one of those hormones that does that
1: but these people you know that do go into the sports some of them like that a trans woman in that swimming competition that blew all those women out of the water, literally. And so, (laughs) whatchamacallit, like, I think they took um, hormone-suppressing stuff Mm -hmm. after their puberty. So then, uh, you know, if they already have those long limbs and stuff like that, so then, right?
0: And then somebody will argue that, like, well, there are trans women that just aren't as good as women, too. Like, some women are more powerful than some trans women as well. So like, you know, like yeah, but what they're about not in,
1: they're not the one competing, though. Right.
0: No, I mean, they, I, well, they they want to compete. I mean, they have to train and get better. I see. I but see. like some people will argue that, like, you know, there are some trans women that just are as strong as women are statistically, you know. So it's like people would say, no, like we should allow trans women to compete in women's athletics because there are women who are stronger than men.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's a very gray area. But yeah. it's like
0: the statistical range of that is very like wide, right? Because like even if you have like um, like a throwing competition amongst men and women, some women could actually throw just as far and as strong and as fast as uh, men do. But like, um, you know, some men actually might not um, throw as far as some women do. So therefore, people are arguing that that's like, you know, that that shows that there is some sort of like equality between men and women, strength and things like that in sports. That's what people will argue. Have y'all seen the video of the volleyball trans woman?
2: Oh, She's yeah. out volleyball there wailing women. that thing. And she hits, <laughs> no, she hits one of these little oh. girls in the head. But you know and what's I think crazy? Sends it also, to
0: the hospital, that so. stuff that stuff could actually make sports very interesting to watch. Yeah, that's true. Like just true. just like have like a trans woman running on the field, just dominating. Like it that's happened. True.
2: That's true. But Get that it, I think it was like a high school or a college aged, and you know, everyone was kind of like sickened by it because it was just. It's drilling that that thing i mean (laughs)
0: hey if i had a daughter and she was competing and i do have a daughter actually and she's competing in like um you know these sports and then i see like a a trans woman coming in dominating her (laughs) as a parent i'm gonna be like nah like that ain't fair fuck out (laughs) of here
2: so you know what's funny about this topic is how come we don't really hear about the other way around we don't hear too much about trans men competing in men's sports that's an interesting one. Yeah, like,
0: why don't we hear trans? I think yeah. the
1: British Journal did a uh, touch on that. Let me pull it up, huh? really.
2: Right? Because uh, I am assuming that there's not much of an advantage when there's a
0: trans man competing in a match. What y'all
1: sport. trying to say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, it's a very competitive field. So, I mean, like, you do uh, immense training. So all these uh, athletes should be trained very well and, like, very strong and, I think just like if a man were to train like a bigger, you know, what I mean, in, in size as well. So I don't know, you know, I had this discussion in one of my, in my uh, human sexuality course actually, and one of the students pointed out the fact that we should equalize sports based on weight classes and height classes and stuff. Mm. And like, and then I'm just like, but that that still might not make make a difference because like, there's men have testosterone, which does make them a, a little bit more of an advantage in, in, yeah. in, in athletics and so like boxing. So I was saying like, so if you want to equalize it, then maybe we should. Uh, make weight classes based on testosterone and estrogen levels within individuals. That's too much. (laughs) much.
1: I feel like we have to go that route, though. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be inclusive. To to be an equal playing field. Don't you think so? Because, like, it's just so much gray area out there, no?
2: I think gray area is being created. I don't think it's that gray as we, you know. So it's
1: black and white. Yeah, it's
2: pretty black and white. Yeah. I I mean, mean, at the end of the day, anatomically biologically chromosomal men have broader shoulders and women have wider hips
1: people will say oh there are exceptions but those are exceptions right and also I've heard like, you know, when a scientist, when i mean not a scientist, when somebody digs up your bones, when you're dead, they can definitely tell if you're a male or female. There are Thousand you know significant percent. differences. But yeah.
0: I mean, I, my, my, my whole thing is that I just feel like, you know, like why change things now? Like why? Why change now? I mean, it's going pretty well. I mean. It's just it just sucks because it's not even based on sex either. Like if I wanted to like, let's say I, you know, as an individual, if we're talking about inclusivity, my height is not an advantage to get into the NBA. So it's unfair for me to like play, you know, train in basketball, play basketball all my life. And then I can't get into the NBA when that's my dream. Right. So it's like it's is it it's not even based on sex. It's it's also based on like weight and size as well, like with all these competitive sports. So like I don't know that that student that mentioned that whole idea of like equalizing sports by going by weight classes and height classes and stuff. I don't know. Like I guess progressively, she's onto something, or they're onto something. I,
1: I have no idea. <laughs> like,
0: it's it's fun and interesting to like think about, but I don't know.
1: I I feel like this um this queerness has always been around. You know, there's like other cultures that you know favor more than two genders i guess Mm -hmm. and i do think we're at a place it's 2023 we have all these surgeries and technology to change whatever extremity you want so i think it comes like it's about time you know it's it's just technology but now how do we go about it you know that's something we all have to like agree or compromise on
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's either you take the traditional route and just keep things the way that they are because it's going, I mean, it's going well for everyone. I mean, if you can't get into the NBA because you're height, like, that's just like, then find something else meaningful to you, I guess, right? I mean, wait,
1: what about Nate Robinson?
0: Nate Robinson? I mean, how tall is he? He's 5'9? He's 5'10? He's 5'7.
1: That's my
0: dude. (laughs) He's 5'7? He he could ball, right? Yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. I mean, he he probably worked hard to get into that whole business. He could dunk. And it's not even that. that oh, he's I think five, nine. I, yeah, five, five nine. Yeah, five nine. Yeah. So okay, yeah, he's 5'9". I five, can't nine. even dunk, and I'm like six inches taller than him. <laughs> yeah. Bro, really? you're like six foot, <laughs> right. But like I don't know, like um. It's just like even like not even just based on race, sex or gender or whatever, but also even the politics behind sports. Like, Mm. you know, to get into the NBA, you probably have to really know somebody. Like, I'm pretty sure like Shaq's son has more of an advantage of getting into the NBA than somebody who's just as equivalently good and probably even better as Shaq's son. So there's a lot of politics involved in it as well. Nepotism. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Nepotism. Just getting in through family. But um, I guess, like, the, have you ever had any transgender clients?
1: No, I haven't. Mm. So I'd really like to see, you know, so I...
0: Um. Yeah, that would be interesting to work with them. But, um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing to consider because I think you kind of have to consider it as a personal trainer. Like, should transgender women uh, compete in athletic sports? Because then what if you have a transgender woman client? How are you going to handle that? You know, like, what if she comes to you like, hey, I'm competing in this uh, bodybuilding competition or I'm competing in this, like... Uh, uh swimming race or whatever i need to train like you know like wh- how would you feel about that like you know like what were your what feelings would come up for you like what we how would you see that
1: i'd want them to win You'd but yeah win. at the same time it's like yeah i don't know mm-hmm. yeah just
0: um, i mean like uh y- y'all y'all at equinox gotta start uh prepping for that because it's coming, <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. all right so basically um just another another uh, segwaying into another i guess uh controversial topic is this idea of uh, body positivity okay um that's i know a good one. i know as, a, as as a personal trainer you know i guess like your goal is to help people become more fit and more like athletic and kind of like you know away from the unhealthy like that, that's solely i guess kind of like the goals that you probably typically i don't think anyone has ever came into your um your your uh, personal training regimen and said hey i want to get fatter
1: no Maybe <laughs> well no, not fatter but or, um, yeah like how do you say gain weight uh, gain weight but obviously with muscle yeah like, and not I want to gain
0: muscle I want to yeah. want to be bigger with muscle but like not like fat like I think like fat is like I think something that's probably looked down in the in the fitness industry um you know like like you kind of have to like burn it you have to get rid of it kind of you got to be healthier
1: well like fat is uh, a unit of energy and fat is needed to you know uh transport like vitamins throughout your body but i truly believe our society america like runs on excess i think we're just so we have everything within our reach you know and I think it's also, like, the media just telling us, oh, you know, in order to feel rich, you need this. In order to feel this, you need this. It's just, like, all excess when really, you know, we should just um, stay in our lane, man, and just be healthy because that's all we have in life.
2: One, so, yeah. yeah, one one thing that I was telling Dre uh, before was um, you're probably around our age and, you know. I'm 36. Oh, all right. Wait, how old are you? 33 okay. so 33. back in our day you know it was we used to have like nutrition classes and i wouldn't say there was fat shaming but there was being obese aware and mm-hmm. i do not see that type of information out in our current day like, like obese like, aware oh. stuff like mm-hmm. you know m- mcdonald's or fast food is gonna do this to you or you know it's important to eat your vegetables and maybe i'm just absent to it and and it's not on my phone and it's not in in the places that i've been but i feel like when i was in school that was something that was really prominent
1: me too i did notice that um but at the same time i went to public school did you guys yeah. I don't think school. that I don't think that food was healthy.
0: But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking chicken nuggets and Pre- all right. what is picked, it? The uh, cheeseburgers. Like, what was else? Yeah. What else was there? I, I like the mozzarella. I
1: like sticks. the pizza both though. But yeah. anyway, so I mean, <laughs> I think like food in moderation is okay. Like I tell my clients, I tell my social media following all the time. I have pizza, I have burgers, I have um Takis. Y'all know this if you you're my clients. But it's all about not being in excess. It's not about being that calorie surplus so no matter what you have pcos or whatever the doctor will always say just eat in moderation portion it out calories um you know a decrease and exercise Mm.
2: let's let's get into nutrition because i'm i'm fascinated by nutrition a lot what percent do you feel is results are based on nutrition and what percent is based on the fitness aspect of it or something else
1: Good question. I mean, um, there is a saying that says it's 80 percent nutrition, 20 percent exercise. But I honestly feel like it's 50 50. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can't outwork a bad diet if you're going to be eating all that crap all the time. Um, But like you just have to be in moderation, like balance, you know, to build the muscle. Yes. Exercise and building muscle means burning more calories at a resting rate. So that's beneficial too. So that's why I think it's like 5050.
0: Yeah, because I, I also feel like when you go like on a very strict diet, like working with individuals, a lot of my clients tend to always tell me like they, their mood gets like shifted by like a, a restricted diet, like they get they're not angry. Like they're kind of like not happy. They're not in the best mood. They're yelling at their partner. It affects their relationships. It affects like how they perform at work. And I'm just wondering because a lot of like these mental health issues are typically based on like, you know, occupational, relational, and educational functioning. So whenever one of those three things are being, like, um, you know, diminished, and I think sometimes with dieting, it could go to that extent. Like, you know, if you try, you ever try being vegan?
1: Yeah, I did I got oh, sick?
0: Yeah, really? it's like 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 psychologically sick or physical physically sick. Physically, physically wow. sick. So and
1: then I had to j- eat some chicken soup, and I instantly felt better. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, like you know, like things like that. Exactly, it's like you know, um, it, it affects people's moods. So there's a lot of like correlation between diet and moods and mental health. Like it's, it's pretty evident. Like people always tell me all the time.
1: Yeah, you guys did an episode on that before. Yeah. About, like, what you eat and how it affects your
0: mood, right? Oh, She watches the episode. I Look do. At that. That's great. And then also, like, you know, so, like, that's that's a very interesting thing how, like, yeah, what you eat definitely can affect your mood and, like, mm. all these restrictive diets. I think it's, like, what you're saying. It makes sense. Like, moderation, right? Like, yeah, having, like, a cheeseburger, like, once or maybe twice a week, whatever, like, I don't know if that's pushing it, but, like, depending on your goals, too, I mean, I used to work out, and I used to, like, be so obsessed with, like, eating and stuff like that, and yes, I did tone down a lot, like, when I did that, but then I just realized it's, like, I'm, like, so hungry at work, and, like, my mouth is getting so dry, because I'm, like, you know, deleting carbs, or, like, trying Mm -hmm. not to, like, really decreasing my carb intake, so I just noticed myself getting all dry, all, like, anxious, and, like, you know it just wasn't a great feeling as of now I just re- I really don't care. I just go to the gym, work out two or three times a week, I eat whatever and I'm pretty happy. I just wa- I got to watch my cholesterol though. That's the only thing mm. I gotta watch. Yeah. I got
2: hit with that recently too.
0: Yeah. But going to like the whole uh I guess like what else do you want to know about nutrition? Cuz like you asked more about the nutritional part and stuff. What's
2: I I guess just recommendations. Do you recommend, do you recommend <laughs> different nutrition for Men and women, these <laughs> are do you different nutritions for goals? Like, how do you do the nutrition part
0: of it? Um, it's very subjective. I, I believe yeah, it. I can answer that for you. I think like it really depends on the individual. At the end of the day, because
1: it yeah, it the, depends on their gender, height, their age, yeah. and their fitness activity of how many calories they should have. And remember, calories are a unit of energy. And then if you don't burn that off, it's gonna be like you're gonna be fatter, right? So Um, yeah, it is different for everybody and then their goals. Right. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like if I want to like, if I come to you and I'm like 140 pounds as a man and I'm like five foot nine and I want to gain more weight, you'll probably tell me to like, you know, work out, eat healthy, but maybe eat more than what you're typically eating in order to gain the weight and more protein. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's another thing too. I think like, like my problem, I remember in my fitness journey was like, I had to gain weight, but everywhere I went, there was always articles about losing weight. Mm. So, like, what about the people who are like have that ectomorph body type that are very skinny and slim that want to gain weight? Typically, you find this in young kids, maybe even adolescents going into their young adulthood. You'll probably find like kids wanting to gain weight.
1: I notice, right, it's like with the younger population, but remember, they don't drive. They walk everywhere. You know what I mean? They walk to their classes. They have outdoor recreational activities. They hang out with their friends, go to the mall. That's very active. And I feel like when you're older, you drive everywhere. You're just not as active. What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think you, you made an interesting point. Like, I guess it depends on their lifestyle and typically young people. Teenage, teenagers and young adults tend to live more active lifestyles because, yeah, they can't drive everywhere. They're probably out going, hanging out with their friends, riding bikes and doing things that typical teenagers and young adults do. Yeah,
1: because you like you'll see like, you know, a pretty overweight kid. Well, what's their lifestyle? Are they sitting at home playing computer games all day? And you'll see like a very built uh, bodybuilder grandma. I've seen that. So what is their lifestyle? You know, they probably go to the gym and work it out and mind their food. So
2: no that's a good point. Yeah, I feel like that's the toughest part. The food part. Absolutely. Because that's like our oral, you know, that's the first thing we learn as babies is suck on some nipples and <laughs> get, you know, get the nutrition. No, seriously. So that's our pleasure. That's our
0: first pleasure. Thank God consensus. this is a podcast. <laughs> no, that, that, no, he has a point. Like, I guess like on a psychoanalytic level, yeah. like I guess like, you know, the whole Freudian stuff, exactly. like if you look at it, like when a baby's born their their reaction their natural instinct is like they're trying to like suck to on something mm-hmm. they're trying to eat and then when they're hungry they cry so it's like a very strong um thing so get going with yeah. their aura. so if oral you're deprived
2: family. of that as a baby as you grow older you, you're dep- more prone to like smoking cigarettes um, sucking up. your thumb of course
0: yeah like it's well an oral fixation yeah yeah
1: that's interesting
0: yeah that's the okay. field of psychology
1: so how does one for my clients and everybody listening out there change that
0: mm-hmm. therapy Hit up my boy Dre, MyWorksPodcast.com. There you go. Hit me up. Talk about it. I mean, just something to explore. I mean, you know, be more mindful of it, I guess. Like mm-hmm. cognitive reframe what you're telling yourself. Work on your belief system. I honestly believe, like, a person's belief system is, like, the biggest thing that, like, does a lot to people. Like, whatever you believe, it's, it's it really manifests into your behaviors a lot of times. So if you believe you can't stop smoking, then you're not going to stop smoking. Okay. you know what I mean so the belief is a very strong thing and people don't recognize the power of belief and I think that's something that needs to be discussed more often is how strong are people's beliefs it's a big thing in in cognitive Mm -hmm. behavioral therapy to work on people's beliefs 100 percent.
1: yeah I think that goes back to like my client that's Constantly wanting to quit, man. And it's just me. I Maybe I do the reverse psychology. I'm like, you can walk out the door right now. Maybe that's the New Yorker in me. <laughs> but, but, like, yeah, I maybe, think it helps.
0: Maybe to explore, like, what is it that she believes or what does she feel about working out? Like, what is her perception and her schema of exercise? Yeah. Maybe if you, like, explore that, maybe she'll probably say things like, oh, exercise is, like, so tiring and, mm-hmm. and all these negative connotations to the word exercise. And then you want to try to, like, you know, be mindful of that or tell her to be mindful of it, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I think, like, you know, being a personal trainer, like, I always imagine that. Like, at some points in my life, I kind of wanted to be a personal trainer myself. But, like, I always, like, wondered, like, if I were a personal trainer, I'd probably charge double because I'll be, like, a therapist and a personal trainer. Maybe I should start that actual type of business or that type of, like, you know, thing, like personal training therapy. Make it, like, its own, like, um, paradigm of therapeutic approaches. I think that would be pretty cool.
2: There's, there's a new trend. It's old, but it's a new trend of, like, ice baths and cold showers. Okay. Do you recommend any of that? Um, no. Have you ever done that? Uh, I know I
1: like my warmth hello I'm Indonesian (laughs) and we like the tropics
2: there's so much
1: yeah and so like I like being comfortable and like I don't want to put myself through that but there's so much research out there that says that it doesn't really do that much to you just be comfortable man
0: yeah so just um you know I I wanted to touch back basically on the body positivity stuff and kind of just like ask you I guess like Do you think that society should promote body positivity? Meaning, like, if you are, it's okay to be fat, that it's okay to be obese, that it's okay to, like, you know, basically the Lizzo effect?
2: (laughs) The Lizzo effect. I heard you
1: guys say that last time. Do I think it's okay to be fat? No. Do I think it's okay to be obese? No. I mean, should you love yourself? Yes. But should you also better yourself and be healthier yes like um you know I used to be overweight and so it was hard for me to like walk up the stairs without like heaving and I would feel like the lactic acid pool in my calves like is that a comfortable feeling no you know was I comfortable eating the food I was hell yeah I loved it but I knew it wasn't good for me you know and being inactive so always better yourself folks
0: yeah, so it's not about like, and you know, I kind of want to say also like, I I don't believe in like fat shaming. Like, I don't think we should like negatively talk. Well, down she does on exercise
1: a lot, right? So what is that? Mean? Does she,
0: yeah. Lizzo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know. Who are we talking about? Who are we talking so? about? Lizzo exercise. I don't. Know exercise? I, don't know. I, think, I mean,
1: I think she was like a. Uh, i don't know well i okay. mean I,
0: I, okay so like i guess but like, it's,
1: it's the food too remember it's 50 50
0: yeah but i think like when it comes down to like a person's health i think that's like a very important factor like i think like eating and and, and like you know overeating and, and obesity is not healthy there's so many different like uh things that obesity causes yes. from cancer to diabetes to like things that can kill people you know there's so many different things that cancer causes and i don't think that's like um you know a good thing to promote like you know, especially and it you,
1: strains your organs. Yeah, and
0: it strains your organs. And imagine like kids taking on that message and like kind of like living yeah. through that. Like then you have a whole society of people that are just gonna be okay with being obese. Because we yeah. want to be more inclusive. Like, what's more important? Inclusivity or or obesity? I think like obesity stems more in the realm of like science and diseases and things like that. Uh inclusivity is just more of a psychological uh phenomena.
2: Got you. Yeah.
1: What are your thoughts
0: on it? I, you know,
2: what my big thing is self-esteem versus self-worth. And, and you know, I think we're all worthy. I think we're all worthy of being alive and having a fulfilling life. And I think part of it, some folks may suffer with low self-esteem. Hmm. And maybe part of, like, the inclusivity is, like, saying that everyone is special and you're special and you're great the way you are. And you should have a s- higher self-esteem. Personally, I don't think that's a good way to build self-esteem. I think there are other ways um, to kind of hone in on your worth as a human being and build your self-esteem from that. So, you know, with the that Lizzo effect, is, I think sometimes society promotes too much. Like, you're special. You're great. You deserve the world. You deserve happiness. You deserve, you deserve, you deserve. And, you know, I when you don't get these things, then you look, for validations and elsewhere where people are telling you you're good the way you are. And I think obesity is not a good thing.
0: Yeah. And I think it also like, you know, I think it's, I think inclusivity tends to lead into like the idea of marginalization of people or groups, you know, like, I think like if I'm like, um you know, if I'm, if I'm like a, a you know, a man and I say, you know, uh, identify as a woman, then I'm marginalizing women because I'm basically saying that like, I'm a man like, you know, my manliness is what defines a woman. So then I'm marginalizing the idea and the concept of what people see as like women. If I'm obviously I look pretty Hispanic, maybe Indian. Some people say I look Indian. But like if I said, oh, I'm 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 Asian, you know, like, oh, I identify as Asian. Then I'm marginalizing Asian people. Like I'm like that means like you're not you as an Asian person. Or like, like
1: if you were to apply for a scholarship that was only for Asians and you actually got it, what would
0: that be then? Exactly. You know, or like if I'm white and I say I'm black, like you know what I mean? Like I wanna identify as black. Okay, let's let that white person identify as being black. You know, like that's that's being inclusive, right? So that's that's the that's where inclusivity leads to. I think that's like a, a big thing. And I think people should be more mindful of the idea of inclusivity and how it can um influence marginalization of groups and people uh, gender race ethnicity sex culture you know what i mean like it's just it could it's go really culture. far so you know like it's it's a uh, something to talk about but anyway skewing back to the whole idea i guess like you know we we did talk about a lot of things today um we did talk about you know like fitness we talked about Health. We talked about uh, mental health in relation to fitness. We got a lot of information from Stiz here. And I just want to say, you know, thank you for coming on the show. It was a pleasure having you. And um, thanks for the goodie bags with the Herbalife and the protein bars and stuff like that. Thanks for coming in today and sharing your viewpoints on everything. And, yeah, that's it. You want to say something before we end it? Yeah, could I ask for, like, a one-minute
2: kind of motivation or whatever from a PT to a client or... Your peeps out there.
1: (laughs) I'll see you guys. Uh, Put me on the spot. Yeah, Um, yeah. You're you're doing it every day. That you do a little more than yesterday. You're doing it. So let's get it.
0: Hey. All right, we're gonna end it here for today. Thanks for tuning in. Tune. uh, Don't forget to subscribe on the on the bottom here below. And yeah, see you next episode. Peace. Peace.
1: That was cute. Oh my god.